Do you want to start a thriving real estate career, but don't know where and how to start? Do you want to become a successful realtor or investor, but lack the required knowledge and skills? Gear yourself up with the best and actionable advice here on The Real Estate Rundown. Tune in as Shannon Robnett talks with industry veterans about all kinds of asset classes, market trends, challenges, management techniques, and success stories. Listen to informative discussions with valuable tips that will serve as the foundation for your incredible real estate venture. Now, here's your host, Shannon Robnett. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown. You're going to not want to miss this next episode. It's episode 272. And we've got Zach Booth on the show. You're going to really want to catch this guy because he's going to talk about the $40,000 40-day challenge. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to be as surprised as you guys are. But let's just say that it started with a thousand bucks. He's going to explain how it's possible. He's going to explain the common mistakes people make when they start real estate investing. He's going to explain the best strategies of finding discounted properties. He's also going to help you understand that once you attain a discounted property, how to implement the perfect exit strategy on the way to making money. So guys, you're definitely going to want to catch Zach and I as we download this conversation. We're going to be doing it right here on the Real Estate Rundown. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 272 of the Real Estate Rundown. It is my pleasure today to be welcoming Zach Booth to the show. Welcome, Zach. How are you, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, so uh, catchy title, right? 40 grand in 40 days. Who doesn't want that kind of money? So you've got to explain before we get into all of this in the 40,000 in 40 days, where'd Zach come from? What's his, What's your real estate background? Where did you get this knowledge that now you can do this 40 grand in 40 days thing? Yeah. Well, you know, I haven't always been in real estate. I actually ran a window cleaning business for like 10 years. Uh, that's kind of real estate, right? You cleaned real estate. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I washed windows for, for wealthy real estate developers. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I washed a lot of windows, man. And it, it was okay. You know, from the outside looking in, I did okay. You know, I had had some crazy things happen because of it. I, I, I washed, uh, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of pieces of glass in my life. I had three trucks and 13 employees. And I had, by the time I sold it, right, I, I had some tutorial videos on window cleaning on YouTube that had millions of views. I ended up on the History Channel because of it for, for wow. random as possible, you know. But, you know, it was a struggle, right? I wasn't making money. I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I wanted to get into real estate investing. So I started listening to podcasts. I actually was out on the job sites like this one. And I wanted to figure out how to get into real estate. And I kept hitting all these obstacles. The banks wouldn't get, you know, I'd bought a duplex, but now the banks wanted more down. They wanted a better debt to income ratio. Then I just had all these obstacles to get more investment properties. And I didn't know what to do. I felt stuck. I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I was all hyped up, but didn't know anything. And, uh, and I wanted to get there. And I had something really cool happen. I had heard about wholesaling, but I kind of was like, uh, wholesaling, that doesn't work. You can't find fifth properties 50, 60 cents on the dollar, even cheaper, and then pass those deals on to other investors and make 20, 30, 40 grand just by finding the deal, right? Like that doesn't exist. There was people talking about it, right? The guy's talking about how to get into investing and the real estate with no money and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, it was kind of a turnoff. It sounded too good to be true. So, of course, it was in my mind. And, so I was, I was very much a skeptic, right? I'd learned about it, heard about it, but I was a skeptic. And I, washed, I started washing windows for this guy. His name was, was um, Stan Nielsen. 
super, super wealthy, big old house, beautiful house. His wife's name's Peggy, just the nicest people. And I found out he's a real estate developer and he retired from being a civil engineer in his, in his twenties. And, and I got talking to him like two hours after our conversation, I was like, man, if I could just get two rentals this year, it would be life-changing. You know, it's like, oh, that's convenient. I got these two properties. I don't want to deal with them. I haven't collected rents in four months. I lost my property manager. I have this agent wants to list it. I just don't want to list it. I just want to be done. Would you buy them? Uh, I was like, oh, sure. You know, I'll buy. <laughs> okay. How much? You know, he's like half a million dollars and which was a huge discount, by the way. I mean, those things are worth like 800,000. They're one acre horse properties, nice houses. Honestly, they just had some deferred maintenance. And I said, oh yeah, I would, I would uh, that's a great price. Thank you. You know? And he's like, well, can you get a loan? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I can't get a loan. Let's talk about this a little bit more. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't get a loan. And he's like, and, and he's like, well, I could be the bank. I could finance him. And I was like, oh, okay, great. He's like, could you put 20% down? And I was like, you're doing the math in my, uh, no, <laughs> most definitely not. Right. And I was like, could you do a couple thousand dollars down? Would you do, would you do that, Stan? I have a couple thousand bucks. And he's like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and I was like, no, really want it out. Yeah, he was, it was done. And he had these multi-million dollar development projects going on, right? He didn't want to deal with them. He didn't need the money and he built a relationship. He wanted to see me succeed, right? Like there was a lot of reasons there. And I was like, holy crap, motivated sellers exist. People more educated, more financially, you know, well off than me. Like this stuff is real. You can find these deals. And, and I'd heard people talk about them. Like a lot of people would see this and be like, wow, deal of a lifetime. You're never going to find something like that again. But the people talked about how there are ways and strategies you can do that over and over. And I quickly became a believer, right? I drank the Kool-Aid. I was in. I had to do more of this. I had to get out of window cleaning. I had to find deeply discounted properties. And instead of buying them and keeping them, I had to figure out a way to wholesale them, like just find the opportunity and just pass the opportunity off for a fee, right? So I became obsessed with it. And I've had a, a massive, massive amount of success and, and just a handful of years from it. I, I went from barely scraping by to you know, being worth well more than a million dollars, making over a million dollars a year. It's crazy. Like it, it completely changed my life. And I don't say that to brag. I kind of feel compelled. Well, people have to understand exactly what you're doing with it, right? I mean, it's not being braggadocious. It's it's stating what most people like you did when the when you first came across the opportunity is that look, this is real because I'm doing it. I'm not I'm not a guru. I'm not, you know, preaching from back of the bus. I am doing it. I'm living it. And so I find it to be very genuine actually when you're actually able to make the statement that you can do what I did. I was a window cleaner, right? I'm just a dumb contractor. Everybody thinks there's a lot of glory in contracting until it's rainy and it's muddy and nothing's going right and the job's going south, right? And so so stating who you are, Zach, and putting that label on there that of what you've been able to do isn't bragging at all. And I appreciate you being that honest with my listeners because it really gives them the background and the foundation from which to now ingest the information that you're going to give us about how to do this 40 grand and 40 day thing, right? Yeah. Because if we didn't have that, we might not take you seriously, right? Yeah. So I appreciate that. So you went from there. Now you've got these two horse properties, you're rolling. How did you come up with this 40, 40 grand and 40 days thing? I mean, take us right yeah. into the meat of this thing. What, where are we going with this? Yeah. I want to be as fast as possible here and not bore your audience. So I'm going to kind of like skip through. So I had some success. I had some roadblocks and I and I busted through those roadblocks by a, a strategy that that's called driving for dollars. That's how I started finding deals. It's the marketing strategy that I used. 
And so I had all this success. And along that way, I had done a self-help journal that said whatever I wanted to receive, I had to give. And so I had set a giant goal of doing a million dollars in a year doing wholesaling. And I had to give away a million bucks according to the self-help journal. And I said, well, shit, how do I do that? You know, I don't have a million bucks. And so I was like, well, why don't I teach this marketing system that, that got me there? And so I brought on some students and they had a massive amount of success, put well over a million dollars in their businesses. And I did 1.2 million that year. So I, I, I had just crazy success from learning by teaching. And, and I fell in love with coaching. I fell in love with the fulfillment of helping people get their first deals. And I became obsessed with not just with wholesaling, but also helping other people become successful in wholesaling. And I was up super late one night because I, I was thinking about like some of the obstacles and the main obstacles that keeps people from being successful. And one of the main obstacles is they're skeptics. They don't think it's possible. They don't think that they're smart enough. They don't think that it's possible. They think that the market's too competitive. They have all these objections and fears that they don't take action. They, they freeze up. They don't do anything. And, and so I was up late, like, how do I change that for people? How do I make them go from skeptic to believer? And I thought about my own experience. What took me from a skeptic to a believer? Well, I met Stan Nielsen. I met Stan Nielsen, right? I washed his windows. It happened for me and it changed everything. And so I was like, well, what if, what if I show the world an interaction and how to encounter and find a Stan Nielsen and just show them, just give them the same gift that I was given. And so I thought, huh, well, what do I do? I'm like, well, I'll hire someone to follow me around and I'll do it. And I was like, well, I can't do it where I live because then people will say, oh, well, you, you know, you have connections. It's different, right? And your market's better than others. So I had to go a whole new place. I'd never been. First of all, that would have to be a requirement. So I was like, okay, well, let's go to Tampa, Florida because it'll be wintertime. It'll be warm. That was literally my criteria. Okay. Like it's going to be warm there. So it's, yeah, very specific, right? This can be done anywhere across the country. So I was like, all right, we're going to go to Tampa, got an Airbnb, got the car, got the film crew lined up, COVID hit, right? So didn't know what the health issues would be for my family, postponed it a year. We ended up going and doing it this, this last January. And the whole goal was to just take just a small thousand bucks because most people don't have a big budget to start. They don't have a rich uncle. They don't have debt or they're not even comfortable doing it. That's, that's where I was when I started. And so I wanted to show people that it didn't matter where you live, didn't matter the amount of experience and understanding of your real estate market that you have, that you could do this on your own. And I wanted to give this gift to people, right? And I, the whole goal was to make 40 grand because 40 grand is the average income an American makes in a whole year. And so that's why I decided 40 grand in 40 days. And it was catchy, right? It sounds like good marketing. Well, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So basically, you packed up your whole life, moved to a town you didn't know, to show people that doing exactly what you were doing on a regular basis anywhere in the world or the U.S. was possible. The exactly. That Stan taught you how to do, but how did you get there? I mean, how did you get, I mean, I'm a little bit lost because you glazed over this whole, gave away a million bucks worth of teaching and all this stuff. I mean, how did you accomplish that first thing? I mean, you just kind of glanced over this like the like giving away a million bucks is no big deal. Let's back up a little bit and let's how did you do that in the first year? I mean, you got these two properties from Stan. Okay. Yep. Then you gave away a million dollars. Yeah. Let's back up in the story. So I did those first deals. I hired a coach at that point. I was a believer. I hired a coach, right? He's going to teach me how to wholesale. Changed my life, right? Uh, Tom Kroll's his name. He doesn't coach anymore but love him to death. I'll always be grateful for him. He gave me steps and taught me how to wholesale in the process, right? That first eight months of wholesaling, I, like when I signed up with him, I was a believer. I quit. I told my business partner in the window cleaning world, I quit. If there's profits, great. If not, whatever. I had two, three months before I'd go broke. 
right? Like I couldn't pay my mortgage and I have kids and a wife. Like this isn't just that went me. Over well, I'm, I'm assuming. Dude, my wife's my yeah. wife. I don't deserve her, dude. She is so freaking supportive. She's like, I believe in you. You can do it. I'm like, oh, great. I was like, shit. Now the pressure's really on. Right, you know what right. I mean? You don't want to make her look bad. It's one thing for you to do it, but if she looked bad, believe it in you. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got to do my wife proud. I got to do my family proud. I got to do myself proud. I'm going to do this. And so I went for it. Right. And I followed his instruction within a, a few months. I found my first traditional wholesale deal where I got the property under contract and they were actually very educated investors. They had over a hundred rentals at one point and the p- partnership had gone sour and they had their very last property. They were just done. Right. So I'm a tired landlord again. And I made 10 grand just selling the deal. Right. I, I sold the purchase contract, guys. I didn't have to get debt on this one. I didn't have to get a loan, nothing. I sold the contract that I got that's assignable for $10,000. I was hooked, man. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. Like, I love this business. And by the end of that fiscal year, it was like eight months later, I had done like 115. And at the end of that year, I was hitting struggles. Like, how do I find more discounted properties? And I was going to like county courthouses and city buildings and pulling like the code violation list or the divorce list or eviction list. And I was marketing to those people with postcards, seeing if they wanted to sell. But my deals dried up. Like two months, I didn't have a single deal. And I'm running out of money, right? Because not only am I having to make money to spend money on marketing, now I'm having to feed my family off that money too. And so like, I got to find a way to find discounted properties. And I started thinking like, how do I find more of these people? And what I, what I realized is every house I went to had physical signs and neglect. Like the people, the, prop, the properties were a pain in their butt. So they didn't want to deal with cutting the grass and fixing the you know, cracked window, they put duct tape right. up and there's boards on windows, whatever. There was physical signs and neglect. And so I was like, well, I'll just drive around. And I thought I invented this idea. This has been around as long as real estate guys. So it's called driving for dollars. But I'm like, oh, good job, Zach. You're so smart. And I'm not smart, right? It's been thought of a million times before. So right. Anyways, I think I invent this thing called driving for dollars. I didn't know what to call it. And I'm driving around and like writing down these addresses. And I recruited this guy that was to help me do it. And anyways, we got like 70 properties and we go to county records and we, we look it up on county records, figure out who owns it and all that stuff. And we do a deal. I made like nine grand off of like 70 properties. I was like, this is what I got to do. Like, this is going to change my life. Right. So I start doing that. And then I find out there's technology and apps where I can just drive through the neighborhood, see the house and touch the phone and uploads all of the information on Excel spreadsheet. Then it really speeds up the process. By the end of that year, we do just shy of a half a million dollars. I'm pinching myself, right? I'm like, I've struck gold. I could like- You didn't want to go back into the window business, act, <laughs> Dude, I was hooked. I was so hooked. I was like, real estate is my favorite. And towards the end of that year, like another little side note, is I found that I could cherry pick. I picked up another property for $2,000 down with like $60,000 in equity and it cash flowed. So I'm able to like cherry pick the best for myself, right? And I've got all this extra cash that I'm buying these properties and fixing them up. And like, I have so much more opportunity and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to take my family on vacation. Like it's, everything changed. I started going to Alaska every year. It was, it was life-changing, right? But at the end of that year, when, you know, when we made all that money and celebrating my wins. Ever since I was a little kid, you know, I grew up working. My dad put me to work when I was very young. I was mowing lawns from the time I was 11 years old, right? Like I worked. And I remember thinking even from the time I was a little boy that I wanted to make a million dollars a year. And I remember thinking like a millionaire is nothing. What if you made a million a year? And that, for some reason, that thought stuck with me. And I wanted to do that. And so I had read a self-help journal. I got invited to do it with my friend. And in that journal, it's called uh, Living Your Best Year Ever by Darren Hardy, if you want to look it up. But the first hundred pages of that journal, you create three big goals. 
And there's a part in there that it says, whatever you're trying to receive, you have to give it. If you want more love, you have to give love. If you want money, you have to give money. So I'd set a goal of a million dollars. According to what I had understood, I had to give away a million bucks. Now the circle is complete for the dumb contractor. I appreciate that, Zach. Now I have a clear picture of where this million dollar giveaway came from. And now I can understand that. But I got to tell you, Zach, in slowing down and backing up and bringing me up to speed, you've impressed me because what it's done is it's drilled down to a level that allowed me to see the excitement, right? Of what you really did in that year, how life-changing this has been for you. Yeah. For those of you that are watching that have that have that have watched the gurus, that have watched the guys that do this all the time and they're they're so polished and slick, you caught the emotion in Zach, right? You saw where he was still moved by the fact that just a couple of years ago, he was cleaning windows. And yet Dude, now he's been able to do this. Is still to this day. I my first deal, guys, was April 2017. It's July 28th, 2021. When I think about it, when I bring the stuff up, I get emotional, I get teary-eyed. It changed my life. The day my son was born, all I could think about was how I'm gonna pay the medical bills. That sucks. That right. absolutely okay. sucks. It sucks. That it's does. the worst. That does because you're not even able to really enjoy the moment of this. Yeah, exactly. Did you know what's coming next? Here comes six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars worth of med medical bills. And that's going to add to the burden you're already carrying. Right. Yeah. So now yeah. you've got to give this away. You've identified the fact that you've got to give it away. How do you do that? Well, that's exactly it. Like, I was like, well, crap, I'm trying to make a million bucks, not give it away. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But I wanted to take it serious. Right. He's a successful, smart guy and supposedly would help me. And so I started talking to my wife. How do we do this, babe? Like, how do we give away a million bucks? I want to take it serious. I'm a generous person. I give away a lot of my money. I try and help people. But I was like, I don't know what I do. And the idea came to teach what put a half a million dollars in my pocket. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go find 10 guinea pigs basically. And I'll say, hey guys, I want to know that you're invested. And I made them pay me, right? A little bit of money just so I know that they would follow through and implement the tasks as I gave them my time and efforts to teach them this marketing system. And the goal was to put a half a million dollars or a million dollars in, in combined to these 10 people. And then I would be qualified. I would accomplish the task or requirement within that journal, right? It was, I was never an intention to become a coach. It was never my goal. I wanted to make a million bucks. It was really a self-centered, all about me. It really was, right? The way you went about it was the right way. I mean, if you're going to do it about you, giving it away first to get it probably taught you more than just how to get the million bucks. Well, it's crazy, dude. The more I taught, the more I realized how stupid I was. The more I taught, the more questions I got. And I'm like, why the hell did I not think of that? Like, and they would ask me questions. I'd be like, I don't know. I got to figure that out. And I would look into my business, dude. I found some holes and I found some mistakes that were costing me hundreds of thousands. And what was so cool is by the end of that 12 months of coaching, my wholesaling business, my business did $1.2 million. So it's nothing what they paid me. They did $1.2 million. Guys, I'd never in my life imagined. You know, my grandfather had one tooth and a gun to his name when he died. I don't come from money. You guys don't understand. Like, this was life changing, right? And the craziest thing, though, is that was cool to do a million dollars. Like, it was cool. We went and had a nice dinner and we celebrated, my wife and I. I'm going to get emotional. Every time I had a student make money, it meant more to me and was more fulfilling to me than when I did deals. It yeah. was incredible because I knew what it meant for them and their families because that's what it meant to me. Right. But I had been there. I had been in their shoes. And so every time I have a student, even to this day, you know, obviously I fell in love with coaching. I fell in love with the high of helping someone go from struggling to doing it. You know, And I accidentally happened upon my passion, which is serving and coaching and teaching. 
And so, in, yeah, through, that, through Stan, through real estate, you actually found your true passion, which is beyond real estate. It's using real estate as the vehicle to coach and to teach and to help. Yeah. And I mean, I still have my wholesaling business, right? Uh, I'm going to do anywhere between 1.5 and $2 million this year in wholesale fees and flipping fees. And, and that doesn't even count my, my rental portfolio. I've increased my net worth by like $600,000 this year with stuff I've bought. And all of that set up passive with the team and everything. I spent all my time coaching. Like, I feel like, I feel like I eat my cake and I, and I keep it. Like, it's incredible what's come of real estate. I love it. I think it's the best business. I think everyone should quit their jobs and do it. Like it's the greatest thing in the world. But you also said early on in this interview that you drank the Kool-Aid, right? And you said that it was your self-doubt that kept you from really truly winning. Did I misquote you there? No, 100%. And that's why I did the 40-day challenge. I wanted to give that gift. So are you really saying that the only thing that stood between you and your success was you? Yeah, it was. It's that 100%. It was. I mean, obviously- Obviously, I got a coach and he gave me the action steps, right? That's so important. But there's lots of coaches and there's, there's lots of free content and a lot of action steps that you can get. But if I didn't believe, I wouldn't take action. If I don't take action, I don't get results. If I don't get results, I, I start to spiral downwards with less confidence, less action, and you fall into a rut. But you have to start with that belief. And so, you know, the whole goal was to make 40 grand. I don't want to spoil it. You guys can watch it for free on YouTube. I blew that out of the water. I mean, I crushed it. I mean, way more, over doubled that. And anyways, I don't want to spoil that. But what what was most important to me for that challenge was not necessarily to make more than 40 grand. Of course, that was the goal. That was the whole attempt. But before I went, I prayed. I said, God, I want to give a gift to people. I said, I want to find a Stan Nielsen. And I want to document it because I want to give other people the confidence to change their life like my life was changed because of Stan Nielsen. And uh, I get emotional every time I tell a story because it's, it's real. It's raw. Like it changed everything for my family and it's going to change generations, right? And it's going to change many other families because it's put me in this position of authority and to be able to help and coach. And so on day four, if you're going to watch any of these days, watch day four. Day four, I got the wrong phone number. I called the wrong guy and I said, Hey, do you want to sell your property? X, Y, Z. I can't remember the address. And he's like, Oh, honey, do we own the address? And I was like, Hey, it doesn't even matter. sounds like you have more than one property. Do you want to sell anything that you have? I'm looking to buy. Oh, conveniently. Yeah, I do. I have some, right? Guy's name was Jerry. I go to his house that night. We signed three contracts, super successful investor. 100%. I believe that God put him in my way. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't normally like, think that everything that happens in my life is from God. But you know, I, I prayed for exactly that. A wealthy gentleman that had had a ton of success. I sat in his house for two, three hours and he told me how he'd willed and dealed and got all these deals, but these two were a pain in his butt and he didn't want to deal with them. We signed the purchase agreements and, and after we had signed and, and everything, he had told me he was dying of cancer and that he was grateful that he met me and someone that he could pass it on to. And he wanted to see me be super successful and I started crying and I told him, I told him what I was doing. I told him how much money I was trying to make. I told him about the 40 day challenge and the gift I was trying to give others to inspire other people to be successful. And they asked not to be on camera. So I didn't get to get any of this footage. I got some of it and we cried and hugged all of us. And I went on my way and, and just those properties made me over a hundred thousand dollars guys. 
And the cool thing too, is when I came home, I interviewed both Jerry, his wife, Lynn on my podcast, and he shared some of his stories and what he had done. And shortly after that podcast episode, he actually passed away from cancer. But yeah, man, it's, it's been an incredible journey. It's amazing how much life can change in a handful of years when you do the right things and, and you work for the right reasons, for sure. Well, and, and the legacy that Jerry left, right? Yes. So here's a guy that wheeled and dealed and, and, and his dying moments, dying weeks, months, was able to make even more change, right? And was able to pay it forward walking out of this world. And that's, that's a rarity, but it's all about what you put out there and what you attract, right? I mean, the reality is you set out with a goal to change the lives of others. And somehow that was your life that got changed. Is that oh, what yeah. I heard? Again, is that what I heard? Yeah. Zach, yeah, I, I guess I'm never thinking this here because you're laying down some serious stuff here about business, about personal principles, about what the way the world works. If you want negative energy, you will attract negative energy. You want positive energy, you will attract it because of what you give off. If you're out there trying to give away a million bucks, you're going to get it. You can't not, right? I completely agree with you on how this happens. And I love the passion behind your story. I love the, the, the realness of it. You know, so often we get sold stuff. And if you yeah. look back on it, Zach, I think if you would have met you back, the skeptic, you, I don't think you'd have had any problem convincing him. You wouldn't have needed a stand. I just kicked myself me. in the butt and said, get to work. <laughs> you would have convinced me because I'm not, I'm not a wholesale guy. I've done about every kind of real estate before it had a real official millennial name. You know, I did house hacking when it was just being broke and needed yeah, yeah. to keep the lights on. You know, yeah. I did a flip. I actually did a complicated flip because I bought the house and moved it, you know, mm -hmm. and then I remodeled it and flipped it. You know, I've done the burst strategy. I've done them all, but it's about the passion behind it that gets the people to believe it. So, Zach, I really dig the time that we've had, and I know that your time is a little bit short today, but what, what about the 40-day challenge was the most inspiring? I mean, was it the fact that you accomplished the goal? Was it the fact that you helped Jerry out? What was the number one thing that you took away from that? Yeah. Kind of like I said, you know, I had asked for finding a Stan Nielsen, right? To give that blessing to other people, to give them that confidence. And so, you know, that's my favorite part of it. But I mean, there's there's a lot of valuable things you can get from this. I document day by day, day the challenge, the struggle, the cold calling, the objections, the rejection, the, you know, how hard it is and how hard I work and how exhausted I was. I mean, I had never drank energy drinks in my life. And dude, I was throwing those things back just because I'm I'm having to do the basically starting up a company, bootstrapping the thing with a thousand bucks. And I still got a wholesaling business, a million dollar wholesaling business that I'm sitting in on meetings and answering questions and helping evaluate deals. And then, and then I have all my students all across the country, you know? And so it's like, and to make, and I made a major sacrifice for the first 30 days of that challenge. My wife's from Brazil and I sent my kids and my wife away for 30 days. I didn't see my family for 30 days to do this challenge. I mean, it was a massive sacrifice to do this. And you know, I'm grateful for, for what that content is. I've gotten so much positive feedback. You know, and there was there was a lot of emotional pressure and pressure I put on myself because I was promoting this thing long before I left. Right. You know, and, and you so had, you you had your back to the wall. You know, yeah, which, I opened up myself to failure. Yeah. <laughs> when, sure. Usually, when we do our best work, right? Because we're not going to fail. Yeah. We're not wired that way. We're not we're not going to accept that. So, well, Zach, that's an incredible story. So now, when you teach your students, are you teaching this forty days to? 
process. I teach them. I teach them the action steps, the exact action steps, exactly what I what I do and how I do it. Right. That's that's what I teach my students. You know, and I don't necessarily want to promote promote my course and my coaching because I don't want to take it away from the free stuff. I don't want to take. I don't want to be like, oh, he's just pitching his course. Don't join my course. If you think I'm pitching a course, don't join it. Just don't ever join it. Find a different coach, please. I right. want you guys to be successful. I want my legacy that that I changed lives, not right. that I took money from people to change life, but I changed lives. So there's the free YouTube content. There's there's also my podcast, the Driving for Dollars Mastery podcast, and the YouTube channel is DFD Mastery. Stands for Driving for Dollars. So DFD Mastery. Search that in YouTube. You can find my channel. So now, Zach, what you spend? You said you spend most of your time now coaching. Yeah, yeah, that's and what I. That's what you're, I do. You're, you now you've systematized your driving for dollars business. You've systematized your wholesaling business, so it runs with a couple of employees, and you're still doing the same kind of volume. Doing more volume, actually. So I don't have a, a humongous team. I have my main acquisition manager, Hayden, who's been with me pretty much six months after I started. And he manages and trains, you know, since I went to Florida and opened up a whole new branch, basically, right? A bootstrapped a company there. We now are still continually doing deals there. So we hired an acquisition manager there. So we're making money in Florida now, accidentally. And uh, I should kind of accidentally. And then I have Miguel who does all my drivings and driving and systems. We're hiring another driver in Florida. We need someone there. And I have three cold callers. And a VA that spends like 10 hours a week on our business. That's it. That's our entire team to do 1.5 to 2 million. So I I don't know if you've been on the app Clubhouse at all, but there's a, there's a guy that I've talked to quite a few times on there and he's, he goes by the handle Gregory, the mailman. Mm, And I've heard the name. Greg is a guy that learned to talk to the other mailmen to drive for dollars for him because they got a route right? They got the same route every day. They know who collects the mail. They know who doesn't show up. They know the house that's overgrown. And he would give them, you know, he would pay them for those tips. And it was the same thing, but now he was using people who were already doing the driving that didn't realize that they were now his, uh, not his guinea pigs, but he now had a minion of other mailmen driving for him, right? And he was able to close those deals and get those referrals through other mailmen. So, uh, it was kind of funny because when you mentioned driving for dollars, I, I think of Gregory because, you know, every day, every day, five, six days a week, you're going through the same neighborhood going, man, Mr. Johnson's never getting his mail. You're throwing it over the fence. He's got a pile around the mailbox. You know, this is an abandoned house, right? Yeah. Same sort of things that you were talking about. So, well, Zach, I really appreciate you coming on the show. What is it that if somebody doesn't have the time or the money to join your course, what is the one piece of content that you have that they have to go look at? Is it day four? What is the one piece that they got to go look at? Yeah, you got to go watch the 40-day challenge, okay. right? If you, if you really want it, you watch the whole thing. If, you, if you're just intrigued, watch day four. But if you're serious, watch the whole thing. Watch the YouTube channel. And then once you're done with that, listen to all the episodes of my podcast because it's not just me rambling. It's the students that are doing Driving for Dollars and their life-changing success and exactly how I how they did it, right? Like it's not a pitch fest. It's this is what they did and how they did it. Go do it, right? I'm trying to change lives with my content, not sign people up. That's awesome. Well, Zach, I appreciate you stopping by the Real Estate Rundown today and giving us this information. Guys, go check out dfdmastery.com. Go find Zach on YouTube. Go find us. Tune in. Don't forget to share and subscribe to the Real Estate Rundown on Podchaser, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts and get automatic updates. You'll find us on Instagram as well. So guys, thank Zach by going and checking out his content. 
And Zach, I do thank you for showing up on my show. I appreciate it. We look forward to hearing from you again soon and more content about how you gave away another million dollars by helping other people. How's that sound? How's that a challenge? I love it. All right, Zach. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Real Estate Rundown. Let these newfound strategies pave the way to start a successful career or a profound rebranding. If you loved everything you have heard, listen to more conversations at www.shannonrobnet.com and be sure to leave a rating, share it with your friends, and subscribe. Until the next episode.